0: Wayne, we wanted a response from United and we got one. Yeah, it took a little while, but I don't
1: think we could have asked for much more. I think if we'd have been asking for a lot more, maybe another goal which we threatened to deliver, if we got that extra goal, I would have said perfect outing. Other than that, I'm pretty happy. You know, I think the thing that you look for is a response from everyone, and that's the manager included I think he picked the team that he had to pick I think if you we've talked before about combinations so if you start singling one player the way that he builds his team then you talk about making two changes if you make two changes it makes those players look like they're the accountable pair so he he had to be clever with the way that he did that I think he did that that right the players I don't think it was a great first off we started very well you could see that the players were definitely eager to to sort of write what was wrong on Saturday, but then on Sunday, sorry, but then I think that that eagerness probably gave way to anxiety. But the second half, very very polished, and yeah, four could have been five or six quite comfortably. Really, really good performance, some good goals in there as well, and I, I think all right, it wasn't it's not going to atone for what happened on Sunday. Obviously it's not, but these are baby steps and
0: you're looking at a wounded animal, you want to see some kind of reaction, some kind of pride there.
1: And we did, we did. And there was
0: lots of pride, yeah. I mean, you could could clearly see there was heart on the sleeve, the players were hurt, they went out there to make a response. I think you do make a good point about the team and clearly Ten Hag concurs with that. So well done, Ten Hag, for getting it right. (laughs) But... I mean, it's true. They were all so bad on Sunday. You could have changed all 11 of them if you were going to start pointing fingers because there weren't two or three you could pick out as the yeah. the, the changes. I mean, often there have been and we do want accountability. We want there to be consequences. And I, su- I suspect if United hadn't played well tonight, there would be consequences. But in picking the same 11, he said, hey, you've got a chance to go write this now. And and we got the response. Even Carthor scored. Up front. I mean, he couldn't miss, could he? Even he scored. He, so. he could.
1: No, no, no. He could have <laughs> missed. Let's not. He, he was not Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't the easiest chance in the world. But yeah,
0: I mean, little great play for that goal as well from Plestrey as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, I mean, uh, some really good goals tonight from yeah. United. And and by the way. Higher XG by United tonight than Liverpool got in scoring seven the weekend, so I think that makes us the moral victors this week.
1: And That's a real quiz. That's a real quiz. Get the shoes, yeah. throw them over a pub. All the all that kind of nonsense. Get Finchy out there to tell us that's a real quiz. Yeah. No, I just keep coming back tonight that we had to see a reaction. There, there were some fantastic goals as well. Let's 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 build the hyperbole. hyperball, hyperbole. Let's build the hyperbole. And oh, wait, so, it's fine. Yeah, no, I, I know I was saying I was just a bit tired. Yeah. The, the goals were outstanding. Rashford's goal oh, yeah. was outstanding. What I a Bruno's?
0: It was, it was fantastic. I love those he kind of goals. He absolutely smacked that bastard, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he was, Do uh, you know, that That was Sunday in one shot. I so, thought, yeah, all right. And you could see he did sort of like the, the relief in the celebration as well, which was really good to see.
0: All of it, I think Anthony's goal, we know that he scores that goal a lot. I mean, he's a one trick pony, but he's a fucking good trick, isn't it? It's... And when
1: it's, obviously some are better than others, and like, you know, obviously the City one, that one tonight, and the Barcelona one, just yep. absolutely beautiful. I mean, the, you could almost sense as soon as he got that little bit of space, that he's going to get a really clean connection on it. And once he does that, I don't know, because that's a difficult shot. One trick pony aside, and the fact that he always does it. That's a difficult shot to get away from the goalkeeper, considering that they're always prepared for that. so the fact that he can do it as often as he does it, yeah, it was a beautiful stroke. Fernandez thought it was a nice header as well, so yeah, so yeah, no,
0: good for Fernandez. He's taken a lot of stick this week, I think unfairly singled out in some parts i mean yes he he behaved like a child and uh, and obviously had to go at the assistant referee and was moaning thoroughly. It was the, kind of the worst parts of Fernandez all wrapped into one sort of half of football, wasn't it? But he wasn't by any means the the only guilty party on Sunday.
1: No, no, he wasn't. And I know you guys have already talked about it, so we're not going to be, uh, bang the drum of what happened on Sunday. But what I do want to say is there has been, as there tends to be, when you see a wave of overreaction, you kind of get another wave of overreaction and... I think that that's kind of helped Bruno in a certain way because yeah. Neville coming out and saying he has to come off when he didn't—that's helped a little bit of defiance in Bruno's favor. I thought it was, it was kind of terrible on Sunday. I think the things that he did were kind of terrible, and if if he did not have the kind of buffer of people defending him in the wake of what was like, obviously the United fans' natural reaction is to defend the players. Even if yeah. they've been terrible, they they will come out and defend players if they've been unfairly castigated, as as Bruno was in that instance. So he kind of diluted the the bad. What he did do, I thought what he did do was kind of deplorable, really, on Sunday, and, and not befitting of United captain. But then again, It was one and- of those he put Ten Hag in a difficult situation, and but I, I, I back him again because yeah, yeah, kept
0: kept the armband on him, and he responded again tonight. Well, a word would have been hit had right. Ten Hag does have high standards. The players yeah. have said that more than one player has said he's got very high standards. I'm sure he will have asked more from Bruno and and for a captain, yes, there's standards, but also maturity. I mean, he's not he's not a kid anymore, is he? And mm-hmm. you 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 set the standard for the other players. You set the tone for the other players as well. So and there, there wasn't any of that tonight. Obviously, United won, so we see the flappy arm, Bruno mostly when United aren't playing well. I suspect he was also very frustrated playing in a weird position. He went back to his normal position today. It was much more kind of balanced, normal feel yeah. to the side, wasn't it? And it probably just helped everyone. Back to basics. Know what you're all doing. Get out there. Show some determination. You're better than this lot. Because, hey, better than this lot, but they're not a crap team, Betis. They're doing well in La Liga. Mm. They, until recent couple of weeks they had a very very tight defensive record and united were clearly superior helped by some really really good goals yeah so, and and, and-, and vout so i should stop calling him that as mean <laughs> So hey I, I, hey you gotta love the fact i i like him to be honest i like that he wears his heart on his sleeve i yeah. don't mind that he's a filthy scouser
1: he's not a liverpool fan but i do think it, it I think that he tried to do something winding up the Liverpool players. He said, I, yeah. And I, I believe that. I think that's sincere. I, I mean,
0: honestly, what does it matter if he was? It doesn't... I mean, they're professional footballers. They're there to do a job. I mean, there they can't be many. They're, well, there literally aren't many Manchester United fans in the United team right now. So mm. if we were to take that standard, then we wouldn't have anyone playing for us, It's. a has always been the way. Jamie Carragher, who was very quick to celebrate Liverpool's win and have a go at United, is an Everton fan, despite playing for Liverpool for all his career mm. and suddenly deciding he's a Liverpool fan these days. So I, I did find it interesting not to divert us too much into sort of pundit reaction. But, you know, I, did, I couldn't help but think after that because Neville does punch down on the United team a lot. It's kind of been the way he's set yeah. himself up. I don't know whether, I mean, Dan... On, on the weekend, pod mused, mused, thought, wondered whether it's to, to it's an overreaction to potential accusations of bias. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's the case, but it's always been his reaction to United. And then I thought, okay, well, Scores does that too, and so does Keen. And then there's, well, of the ex-United player pundits, there's Hargreaves and Ferdinand, who are kind of generally quite boring. Maybe Rio's got some more interesting things to say sometimes. And then there's Peter Schmeichel, who's just incomprehensible. He j- he says words, and they're coming out of his mouth. I know that because his mouth is moving, and I can't understand any of it. <laughs> and if yeah. you see it risen down, it's an absolute jumble of nonsense. Yeah. And and I was like, why aren't there any good ex-United player pundits? I mean, it's Danny Higginbottom, but yeah, yeah who well,
1: you've I'm got dumb. now? Yeah, you yeah. got in the States, yeah. I was so, gonna mention him actually and I'm glad that he did because he's not he does
0: more MLS than anything else these days, yeah. which is a shame because he's a good pundit. He's more football.
1: subtle with it in terms of like he will say he'll put his heart on his sleeve from from the start of the conversation. He'll say, Oh yeah, I'm a United fan, but such and such and such. It's not he'll play with that sort of I'm not gonna to say tone deaf. I what I mean is like tone deaf to the bias situation. Yeah, sure. Like where okay. Whereas Neville, like you said, Neville and Scholes, they try to play it down so far that it seems to go the other way. And I did listen to what you and Dan were talking about the other day and I, and I agree with it all because that was one of the, the things that I take. Obviously, I, I go to the home games and so I watch the away games on Sky when they're on and when the, when the big games like that. I found it, Sunday was, and I, I know we're going back to that, but that's the topic of conversation. And It's not the game, it's the punditry. I found it absurd while I watched on on Sunday because they, it was all building around Suness like having a laugh, and then afterwards they say, "No, oh, Suness wants a recliner and everything." And What they did was through this kind of back and forth of United pundits trying to play it like I don't know, like say, "Oh yeah, like, Liverpool played well," but. The headlines will be about United because United were awful and it was a shocking result. So the headlines will be about United as they were. They predicted that because that was obviously what was going to be the case. Then Carrigan and um, Sooness and Kelly Dardley, Kelly Kate, sorry. She's a great host, but she likes to indulge in it as well. And I I do kind of think, like, if you're paying a subscription, I don't think it's fair if, like, you've got part of the. Panel who were there to be to provide them by Yeah, all right, you can have some kind. Of, you accept that there's going to be some kind of bias, but they were crowing. They, it was like it, it was. It wasn't. It didn't feel professional. And then once you get to a certain point where, and I don't know what Soonessa's inebriation status was like, <laughs> or, or whether, or whether, and maybe that's casting too much of an inspiration, or whether he just. Simply got carried away because there was a moment in the. I broadcast. mean, you're not
0: casting an inspiration. You're simply asking a question.
1: Yeah, you know? because because they seem to be late in the broadcast as well. So maybe between breaks they'd had a beer or something. Late in the broadcast, when they come back to him, he says he starts going in something like, "Oh, because he seemed a bit rankled by the point that Neville had said that Liverpool hadn't played hadn't had to play well." Which I I agree that wasn't a Liverpool vintage like. Had to, to had to be at that best to tear us apart. We we yeah. gave them we gave them five goals basically yeah. in a six yard box, which was criminal. So, but then you saw Sooness, he was so rattled by it. He comes out and he starts going. Oh, United had been getting away with it for weeks, and he completely flipped the tone. And you could tell because because of that's the that's the path that he went down. That he wasn't motivated by Liverpool having played well, or by he wasn't really. Bothered by Neville saying Liverpool hadn't played well, it was more to do with the fact that something had got under his skin. He felt like he could get carried away just because United. Did. And Don't get me wrong, we've seen United better United teams than this suffer similar implosions, like we did against Newcastle sure. in '96 and stuff like that. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you,
0: dozen games, yeah, of course. You don't. I'm not
1: saying you don't need. I'm not saying you need to see Liverpool spank United seven 0 but sometimes you need a good blowout to clear the cobwebs and and get back on and sort of reconfigure where That's you what are. That's what I
0: tell the wife after I've had eight pints of beer. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we've Lough all a bit steam, sinks We've and all, beers, we've all been there, but yeah.
1: but soon as it took it that step further and he's going oh, like oh the wheels have come off and. United have been getting away with it and they cut away with it against Barcelona and they cut away with it against... And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa all right. You've had your fun. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's <laughs> what I mean by the, the partisan element where you would never see Neville O'Keefe get or maybe Keane sometimes, but Keane would get carried away where he's so frustrated if he's seen United play terrible that he would say, I want to fight David De Gea or something like that. Yeah. He'd get so frustrated. but Whereas soon as he gets like, he, he became almost like, Laughable at that point. It's like, all right, you've had your fun now, lads. You've all, yeah, yeah. Liverpool are back. They're going to win everything again, and now United were rubbish again. Well, just... we know
0: Liverpool invented football with the greatest football team that ever existed. <laughs> despite Klopp winning one title in six years, and even that having a big asterisk by the side yeah. of it. Not, not well, that we want to divert ourselves too much, but you know what football coverage is about now. Number one, transfers. Number yes. two, the pundits. Number three. Somewhere in all of this, there was a game that happened. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it does always, it always surprises me. And I know we're going off on a 10 minute tangent here because, you know, they actually played betters tonight, but surprises me how few pundits add any value. So when was the last time? Because look, these guys played the game. I've been a fan all my life, but I've never played professional football. I was crap at football. I I have no idea what it's like inside the dressing room. I've I've spoken to a few footballers over the years, but it's kind of sponsor-related stuff. They never really say anything. You, you've you've probably got much better insight than me. But I I just what I want to hear from them is the thing that you don't know as a fan. Like what is it like to be a player in that situation? Why is he making that pass? Why are the tactical? Why is the, has the man just set it up in a certain way? What's he looking for? Yeah. in terms of like winning that game or negating the opposition like the things that you don't know as a fan that's what you want the pundits and the analysts to do and the commentators are there kind of just to keep you company through it all and it's just not enough of that and it's either kind of banter as entertainment which is CBS's coverage in the states it's less 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 of that happens in the in the UK but or it's or it's like shock jocks yeah. Who are there to create snippets for social media, which seems to be Sky's role these days. Actually, probably the best coverage is NBC's coverage, which is really good of the Premier League. Yeah. You know, it's mature and it's for grown-ups. Yeah,
1: no, I agree so, with that. It's funny because like you mentioned that, and I think I do the weekly pod with Paul Parker, and I think yeah. he's really good with bias balance like that. But at the same time. He has his own gripes I'm here to be 100% honest like he's he does have his own gripes like he's he has bugbears about certain players like for a long time it would be why is Aaron Maguire playing on the left when he's not suited to it why is he captain now like it's why is Bruno captain so he will get and then when when it particularly goes wrong like he did on Sunday he might go on his soapbox and talk about that for a bit so but you will then have the listeners and or like, people watching and they'll be saying, oh, you, he's talking about Bruno again. So it's kind of like they, they're so mistaken what we're trying to do because that's what everyone else is trying to do. And they'll miss the golden nuggets that he comes out with. But, but at the same time, when we do get picked up by the press, it's generally because he said something about Bruno or something like that. You can't avoid <laughs> that kind of element of it. But the other ones, like you're talking about, it's a Gabby, Agban um, oh like, yeah Curtis Woodhouse, that's the kind yeah, of nonsense yeah. they, they come out with. Although, you know, if we are going to talk about pundits and just be a bit more light-hearted a but what happened to Matt and oh, where
0: oh he became <laughs> this
1: version of him? Do you know like, Because if you had said, like, you know, because as a neutral, I'm sure you're with me in the, the same camp, there's probably, in. in English football away from Manchester United and um, away from Zola. There probably wasn't a, a player who entertained us as neutrals as much as Matt Letizier.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful and player then, to watch. Yeah.
1: And then Beautiful. at this pulse, and then even well, you know what happened 20- to
0: him 5G transmitted the COVID into his brains. Bill Gates is controlling him. It's not his fault. He didn't have the tin foil on and he got caught. But he was a And it's a global conspiracy. Or but something. he
1: he played football until around two thousand three and then he was a pundit for fifteen years and we never heard any of this and then he went off sky and then for maybe maybe three or four years all we've had is this Tinat nonsense and I think like has has there ever been such a public shift in terms of like w- what they are and what they represent because well, I mean, it's
0: David Icke. Do you remember him? He was the cult leader.
1: I was going to say, yeah, all right. You, you don't younger have to listeners get so won't
0: get the reference, but go Google it. You it's, don't have to get so
1: serious about this. I, I was going to be <laughs> more like did and say Peter Shilton. Yeah, 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 no,
0: he he definitely went off into that that kind of sphere as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: And everyone like now just says he got out jumped by Midget, and we did. Yeah, yeah, it's the level of punditry is not so great, and I think Sky. I think Sky would be better served if, if because let's be fair about. It, apart from the sort of Keys and Gray kind of stuff, they were pioneers and they were groundbreaking. Yeah. to the way that they they revolutionised sports punditry on television, and I just they think were, and, it,
0: and in fact, when Neville first joined, he was a revolution too because we hadn't had that kind of level of depth and analysis. And I think they've just gone off into this playing Carragher off against yeah. against Neville thing. It's just a bit too much. Yeah so yeah anyway. all right there was actually a game tonight folks we we united beat Betis, and surely that is enough to take united into- oh, which round is this is this a quarterfinal no it's the round of 16 mm. round 16 god I lose track yeah
1: i think it's 16 and yeah we're one goal away from mass rotation so I don't think you'll see that with three goals. I think you'll see steady rotation. Yeah. Maybe like the spine will probably keep its place. I, yeah, I would yeah. We'd probably like to see Fernandez given a rest. And I think if you're a little bit more pragmatic in setting up a screen, you might be able to get away with that in a away game in Europe yep. with the advantages that we've got.
0: Be an absolute shocker if you know if United have like a couple of speed merchants up front and a pragmatic in midfield, just enough danger there to that Betis can't throw everyone forwards, And if they do, an opportunity for a, a goal will come. So, yeah. I, I, I It'd be an absolute shocker if United were to go out at this point. But then yeah. again, <laughs> and we've got the experience of the past week. But I, I, in fact, actually, that the part of what happened last weekend in the game we should really never talk about ever again, it makes me even more confident that United are going to go through. They, they'll be ultra-focused. It, it, yeah. yeah. It just... it's. Absolutely, yeah. I'm not even going to countenance it. United are through. I'm sure of it. Well, you went big there. Oh, I've jinxed it, haven't I? You did. You, you, you just
1: went and just gave that absolute prediction. You could have just said I'm confident United will qualify. I mean, like, I was extremely
0: yeah. confident United would go and beat Liverpool as well, if you remember. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. I, no doubt some scally somewhere has clipped that audio and they're playing it over and over again.
1: Yeah. I and I I'm glad I stopped at my predictions because I you know, like saying I'm the most confident yeah. I've been this century and I thought, no, I just still can't can't give that prediction and good grief. Yeah, yeah. I am a lot more confident no, I uh, actually I'm equally as confident that we will go through as I was that we would get a result against Liverpool. I do, yeah, like I said, I do feel and to be fair, I feel like we were worthy of an extra goal tonight as well. So I might just we won four-one, but I'm going to say it was a moral, <laughs> moral five-one, moral five-one. Five yeah, yeah, it, and, it and to, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to give them that extra goal buffer, even though it won't count for much in terms of actual scoreline next Thursday. But 2. exactly
0: nine-seven XG. I mean, that was a that's so good. It's, yeah, and
1: I, and I it took a put, very
0: very good golf from betis as well to to when they got back into it. They had that little spell in the first half, didn't they? After yeah. United had a very good start and it was a great pass and a really good finish into the corner. Handball? Do so, you think handball? It was handball in the build up. Are you, are you having that as handball? Don't know. Am I? Not sure. Mm. No. What did you think of Bruno's tackle? Where he went through on the keeper, which caused a lot of fuss. I think he had a right to go for it. I don't think there was ever a point where he
1: was out of control. I felt every part where he went for the ball, even when his foot was outstretched, he was still entitled to go for it. But you can see why he's going to get booked for it because that's the risk that you take. If you're going for that and you don't get the ball and you've really got to be able to get that ball cleanly and attack it with a goalkeeper, then. If you don't get it, you're booked and I mean, so, yeah. it
0: was probably when he said, have that, you city bastard, that the ref decided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that might have played a part in that. Yeah, it, it all kicked off, didn't it, as well, unnecessarily. But it feels like, as well, there was a lot of that after the game from from what the early reports were saying, that there were a lot of trouble with the police. So it did, because the Betis fans have been in good like form all, all through the day, like every, so we played Spanish teams in, every round that we play I mean we've played them definitely every round of this competition but I mean yeah, it have, feels yeah. like oh we've played all all last fifty times in, in the Europa League has been Spanish sides. So and every time they come into Manchester and they go to square in front of Selfridge's make a racket. Yeah. It doesn't matter what club, what team they are, they go in front of Selfridges, make a racket, get the tram, go to Old Trafford, make a racket. Tonight it looks like they went a little bit too far, but up until that point, I felt it was like a really good kind of first introduction to playing against a decent team from a decent place that we've we've never played before. Etis, so but yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, we, we know. I know you were saying just air on there, the United fans have got a really checkered history with going to Spain with the with the authorities and I. hope The that locals doesn't...
0: like to kick the shit out of Reds. I mean, way, theme. yeah,
1: to put it that way, yeah. So I hope that this doesn't antagonise or instigate anything like that, because Hopefully I mean, it's not. an yeah. early kick-off next week. You would have thought that he's going to pass without too much, yeah. Great um, city
0: though, Sevilla. Great, yeah. really, really, really great city. Love it. Got a very different vibe to it, and you know, like very walkable old town. The the stadium's a bit further out, isn't it? But it's a big stadium as well. They get a good crowd in there. I mean. Hopefully, still, unless they think they're out. The no, Spanish fans are fickle, aren't they? <laughs> so I was uh, showing a friend of mine a video of, I think it was the last time I went to Camp Nou. Maybe I've been since. I can't, I can't quite remember. And so the official crowd was like 80-odd thousand. There, were, there weren't more than 15,000 in there. It was just absolutely really? empty. Yeah, for a midweek game against, I think it's Alaves. and wow. Yeah, it's, yeah. They don't turn up. They don't turn up. Yeah. Well,
1: there you go. I, well, I don't know. Yeah, I would imagine that you'll probably get a fair few because it's not, it's, it's not completely over. And I think if if it's close enough that many will have already bought the tickets and, and will want to see, well, they'll want to see Eric Ten mighty Manchester United. Well, that's yeah, one. that's right. He's only that's, come to that, see United. that's the
0: only reason the Barca fans turned out. So, yeah. so. <laughs> There's normally three of them there waving their white hankies, but <laughs> yeah. they, they all turned up to see us, didn't they? Uh, some interesting results in the the rest of the fixtures. Mourinho's Mighty Roma won. Mourinho, who's making a habit of getting sent off this season, it's extremely amusing. He's been sent off three times. I, I yeah. think It's got to be some kind of record. So,
1: Yeah, it's um, you would imagine
0: destiny will... Draws against them at some point. You're just waiting for it, aren't you? Anyway, good, uh, good victory for them over Real Sociedad. Arsenal blew all, a lead against Sporting. It'd be nice, kind of nice if Arsenal got knocked out. So it's it's probably unlikely, but you'd think they're the next strongest side in the in the competition. Yeah, so, yeah um, Sevilla, who are having a horrible time at the moment, beat Fenerbahce. And so, uh, I mean, I don't think they'll go down, but they're they're really not doing well, are they? So, or oh, am I getting that right? Anyway, I don't know. But yeah, so, so, and, and the Battle of the Unions, Berlin versus St. Galois, finished 3-0. Yeah. Uh, that not that? That's Union St. Galois are uh, Tony Bloom's other team, aren't they? Am I right in saying? Brighton owner. Are they not owned by the same? I'm not sure. I'm not sure you are. feel, I feel, I might, I think I might be right there. I'll bow to your uh, judgment with that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, the thing is, like, if you don't know what you're talking about, just say it confidently and everyone will believe you anyway. I, <laughs> I, I concur. Yeah. I know. I, I just look at it and think we will be playing Spanish
1: sides until such time that there are no Spanish sides left in the competition. So, well, there be... may
0: be no, well, I mean, we've had some bad results against Sevilla over the years, haven't we? Um, so,
1: no, it'll be them next. They'll be next, obviously. At least it's the same city. So, Reds
0: will know their way around. Yeah, just book the return flight again now. No question about that. It's supported by you, our listeners, through patreon.com forward slash NQAT pod, where you can get access to our weekly ad free bonus episode talking about football around the Premier League and Europe. <laughs> What else is going on this week? We've got a game against Southampton at the weekend. Well, no, they got uh, they got rid
1: of the manager. Oh.
0: Yeah, who's a bit of an oddball,
1: wasn't he? Call Nathan Jones.
0: Yeah, he was
1: a character, wasn't he? That's you you will you will stick the knife in and say say the unkind things. I will be on the fence and say, he was a character. I liked his charming turn of phrase and I was quite looking forward to it. Hearing it in a more pronounced way because I haven't. I, I've heard the snippets and the soundbites. Yeah. I've heard Southampton fans going, "Oh, he said this. Oh, he said that." I don't know what to expect from Southampton because they always look like a team that can get a result, but they also look like a team that could get battered at any any given time. And I look at United. I think something to prove. Still something to prove from from last weekend and probably enough gas in the tank that they took the foot off the pedal for a little while tonight to be able to say, oh, we'll come out and give it a, a good go on, on, to, on Sunday as well, considering the fact that we can now probably rest one or two going into the, the next week's game. So it's the, the perfect scenario for hour really. And like I'm saying, that Southampton are unpredictable, but they are at the start of a new cycle. And it's always difficult when you make a couple of managerial changes in one season. Talk about Danny Higginbottom, bottom because he, he used to say he had a, a golden rule of which was it was not tried and tested one hundred percent, but it was basically if you change managers twice in a season, that's the formula for relegation. There not is, many, yeah. not many clubs get out of that. So,
0: who is the manager of Southampton? Have they appointed a permanent? They manager. haven't, have they? It's, it's probably one of the assistants. I, I really can't remember. Good research there, Ed. Yeah, Nathan Jones just he just gave off championship vibes, didn't he? And it's probably cruel. It's, I guess it's the same kind of reductive analysis that did for Ollie Solskjaer. It didn't matter what he did. Everyone was going to assume that he was just not good enough because of where he'd previously managed. And I think people did the same thing about Nathan Jones. Uh, Ruben, but, Ruben Sellers
1: is. Oh, you know, yeah. That's right. Caretaker
0: yeah. At the moment. Yeah, so, well, we'll see whether they get the the bounce. I mean, they have already beaten City this season, of course. uh... 1-2, lost two under him, so... Yeah. Yeah, he was caretaker
1: earlier in the season as well, and maybe Just give him the job. Whoever they are. Yo-yo managers. He'll probably be caretaker again before the season's out, so I don't really... Yeah, it sounds like really lazy preparation... So, hope Sporting United more prepared than what I've been (laughs) in my notes for it. So, I don't want to sound like I'm being too dismissive of them, but considering the fact that they could well have the bounce. I mean, winning two and losing two is pretty good bounce back
0: from from a temporary manager. Mind you, lost to Grimsby in the FA Cup. So, that's.
1: Oh yeah, that was the last result as well.
0: Oh, they beat Leicester at the weekend. So,
1: okay, let's.
0: So, I, I mean, I don't know. They, they're still in deep trouble, aren't they, Southampton? But I remember, like, the Southampton side of...
1: Oh, have we talked about Matt Letitia in this book? <laughs> I heard the, the Southampton side of the 90s who came to Old Trafford a couple of times and gave us a, a couple of scares. So, you, you might have that. I, I don't know. United, you've got to think that it's not... Again, without wanting to be too dismissive of the opposition. It's not about the opposition at this stage. It's about United getting themselves together after what happened last week. And Southampton even taking everything into account are fairly convenient opponents for that.
0: Yeah, and they're also dreadful. So that helps as well. There's my deep analysis. (laughs) They're second bottom of the table because they have an absolutely dreadful defensive record. And that's, yeah, because they're not very good. Somehow they managed to beat City, which thank you very much. That was very good. But yeah. I expect I fully expect United to win this one. Not being overly confident, just saying I fully expect. And I think I, I could be even more justified in that expectation than last weekend for the game we will never mention again. What game? Alright. Yeah. What game? It's done. It's a blip. Strange. Matt Letizier would have a theory about it, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: No, this might be one I'd be inclined to agree with him about. But Matt, let's just say, like, he, he dated Marilyn from home and away. Like, there are things about him that are inexplicable. Don't understand.
0: <laughs> That's inexplicable.
1: Oh, well, yeah, it's one of the things. And he scored that goal where he, those goals, the, the one against Blackburn, he scored the one against Newcastle where he flicked it from behind his head. Yeah. And and it went in. and And now this is what he does.
0: He's a full-time conspiracy theorist. He said it as well. He's 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 now dedicated himself to revealing the truth, whatever that truth actually is. when he tweets and you look at him, he's
1: like, obviously I don't follow him. So when he's retweeted onto my timeline, I'm like, oh, oh, when Elon promotes him into my timeline, I just look at it and, I, and there's just a little part of me that thinks you you can't believe that. Do you know and because obviously his kind of tweets his, full disclaimer for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about where if you're living under a rock his tweets are the kind of ones that come with like the lengthy subtext beneath it that tell you why you shouldn't trust what he's tweeting <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
0: <Yeah>. readers <laughs> have suggested that Matt Leticia may be fucking bonkers <laughs> yeah so that kind of and thing it,
1: it just makes me feel sad. And, you know, I've got no ownership over him as a football fan because I quite liked watching some of his goals in the 90s. I didn't have any any opinion on his punditry level. I just thought he was a famous face who sat there every Saturday talking about the game. I, I can't even remember any opinions that he had about football, but I certainly remember some of him. I'm certainly remembering some of his opinions, what he's got after football. And I feel like we really owe it to football to stick one past Southampton just to make Matt Letitia sad. If, if there's anything that our analysis <laughs> from this podcast has, has taught us this week is... Make we really, Matt
0: Letizier sad,
1: yeah. Give him something else. Like, I want to... Let's win in a controversial fashion. Like, let's do oh. something that will really... Get him talking about magnets
0: or something like that.
1: Do you know... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
0: Marcus Rashford score the winner and then make like he's giving himself a vaccine, right? That would certainly that would yeah. wind Leticia up.
1: Yeah. I think Rashford could possibly do
0: that himself, just by the government stance. Like his... That's true. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to this <laughs> rambling nonsense. United won. We're back again.